right, and we're about to go live. Just gonna put you right under my camera so I have to look at <laughs> All righty, so it looks like we're live. So hello everyone and welcome to the Technomics Podcast. I am Chris with the Good Old Gamer YouTube channel, and today I'm joined by a special co-host, Connor, from the Graphically Challenged YouTube channel. Welcome, Connor. Hello. Hey, <laughs> did you ever I just wanna real quickly? Did you ever watch that Obi-Wan show? I watched the first couple episodes and I was just like, this isn't doing it for me. It was all right, but there, there, there is one scene where one of the characters comes up on screen and it's like, you're, he's looking down at you and he's like, hello. <laughs> it's just, it's going all over the internet. It's so goofy. I'm like, who filmed this? <laughs> oh, everybody. Uh, every, every Star Wars uh, anything gets memed to hell. So, you know, they, they probably add some of that stuff on purpose, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the head spin uh, guy. Yep, that that's definitely you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that that's my favorite part, man. Just every time you're just so overamped. I'm like, this dude just chugged like five Red Bulls to knock this video out. This should have been a 15 you know, minute video. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually I cannot handle caffeine anymore. I used to drink a little bit here and there, like a little bit of coffee or a, right. a pre workout or something like that. Dude, if I have like a scoop of pre workout or something these days, like a full one, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I can't sleep that night. <laughs> like, it's horrible. Yeah, it, it's not good. Um, I did a cleanse uh, a few months ago. I went on a, uh, what was it, the uh, carnivore diet. So basically, all you do is drink water and eat meat, and your body purges a lot of crap. And man, yeah, that was a bit rough. And then. I decided, hey, I'm going to do this massive video series before my son's born. And yeah, no, I've just been chugging energy drinks like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can get it done, man. You know, when I was younger, it didn't bother me, but I don't know. Son happened. And like, I can have like a little tiny bit of caffeine, but any more than that. And I just, I, I'm out of it. Like, it's just bizarre. I mean, everybody's everybody's body is a little bit different, right? Yeah, uh, I, I do. I do want to check me. with the chat real quick. Can you let us know? Make sure audio and everything is good and, and all that stuff, because we, we had some technical difficulties before getting yeah. on here. No, I had one guy tell me, though, he was like, I take 700 milligrams of pre-workout before working out. I'm like, how is your heart still operating? <laughs> I was like. I was like, you know, the doctors don't recommend more than 500 milligrams a day, like throughout the whole day, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, some people, well, some people do blow yeah. before they go and work out. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, let's be honest. I mean, pe people yeah. do some pretty bad stuff to themselves. All right. Yeah. So uh, I, I forgot because I was too busy making sure everything wasn't screwing up. But uh, we, we were actually starting on a topic. W which one was it? We were talking about uh, oh, we're, oh, we're talking oh, the about, interest. Like, yeah, yeah, we we're going to ask people basically like and then maybe you can read the comments or something, you know, are you as interested in RTX 40 as you were in RTX 30? Because I've noticed kind of some yes, some no. So I, I've noticed like the super enthusiasts are like definitely super hyped for it because it's a massive performance increase. Uh, but it seems like maybe some some people are still feeling uh, like bad taste in their mouth or something from from the rtx 30 ser series being so bad and unavailable so i kind of want to get people's thoughts on that and maybe we can here i'll do a few uh, of the comments or something yeah, yeah. yeah let me, let let me throw poll. up a poll that'd be good yeah i'm gonna pull up this are so you interested in next gen gpus and maybe some of that is because um 
people know that the mid the or like the mainstream and entry level cards aren't coming for a while. Could be. Um, it, like we know this. Whereas with the thirty series, it wasn't as clear if they were going to have that stuff right away. Well, the thirty sixty Ti kind of was pretty quick. Yeah, and I have a feeling even that's going to take longer. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think. Yeah, and then maybe that we can lead into talking about delays too from this topic because. There's been a lot of people talking about delays, and I'm I'm like I'm not sure how I feel about that. It it does well. We can we can talk about that as well. But my thoughts on the whole I'm getting the same vibe as you. Um, people are just less interested. It could be a few things. Everybody's on the well instead of let's getting hyped for no reason. Let's wait and see what actually happens. That's smart and very pragmatic, and I can get on board with that one. Um, number two. Like Roman just said in the comment, you don't really need anything faster than a 30 series. There's probably a 30 series card or 6,000 series card that will do whatever it is that you need. We're literally getting to the point where you just don't need anymore. Now, you're a different use case with your yeah. 4K <laughs> 240 hertz. Um, but let, let's be honest, that's like what? One in a million, probably. So. I think more people will jump on 4K this generation, though, because we're getting DisplayPort 2.0. So I think you're going to see a lot of good 4K monitors um, in it, by the end of the year. You'll see a bunch of them. So I think you'll see a bunch of people transition to, like, 4K 144 or 165, stuff like that. And at that point, even then, like, it is really hard to run games over 4K 120. So I think you'll see a bunch more people be like, actually, maybe I do want something faster. <laughs> <laughs> well you I'm, think it's not a huge improvement but like you or sorry not improvement you don't think it's gonna be like way harder to run but then you're like oh actually 4k is like twice as hard to run as 1440p <laughs> yes yeah well i mean it's virtually double the pixel density so yeah um i, I agree 4k will eventually become the mainstream thing but I, I think a lot of people are pretty happy with their current displays i i personally don't see the big display shift happening until we get micro led i think that's affordable micro led because yeah you you can get a 4k 240 or whatever and yeah it's gonna look better than what you got now but it's not like game changing uh it's not like going from you know uh, a 1080p like i got a 1080p display in front of me going to like a 4k oled it's not the 4k part that matters it's the oled part that makes the difference and uh personally i think that's when we'll start seeing the mass adoption for that but until then i i don't know man i think most people are pretty comfortable with their 200 dollar, either 1440p 120 144s or or uh 1080p 240 hertz displays yeah, as <clears throat> mini LEDs kind of getting there. Like if you get one, uh, like the one I'm using with, you know, like 1100 uh, local dimming zones, it's kind of getting there. In in like in a lot of scenes where it's got a lot of black on the screen, it can look very close to the contrast levels of an OLED. Surprisingly so. Uh, but there's still those scenes, you know, with like if you're a starry night or something like that, where mm-hmm. you can definitely tell it's still still lcd type of technology so we're kind of getting there but yeah i kind of agree that micro led is going to be that's going to be big i i made Mm -hmm. a post about it on twitter and i was like you know i don't think hdr will really fully take off um for mass adoption until we get micro led because you kind of are faced with a a compromise no matter what you do because on the one side you have oled which has basically perfect local dimming, the best blacks, and, you know, okay brightness, so you get overall a very good HDR picture, 
but it doesn't get as bright as you'd like. Then you have mini LED, which gives you pretty good uh, contrast. In some cases, it can be great, um, and, and, and stuff like that, with, with the colors being pretty good as well. And you get great brightness, mm-hmm. but it's not as good as the contrast on OLED. Right. And it still isn't as bright as micro LED. So once you get micro LED and you've got a pixel that's putting out like zero nits right next to another pixel, like one pixel away from 2000, that's when we're talking. You know, I'm like, that's that's going to be huge. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think at that point, because the panel quality will be so much better, I think that's when people will be like, OK, now I'll get my 4K. 144, 120, whatever, uh, or maybe even a 240 by that point in time. But we're not expecting that until 2025 at the earliest. Yeah, easily, because like the TVs, maybe in the next year or two here, um, but monitors, like even 32 inch, for them to shrink it that much, that's their biggest problem right now. It yeah. could be years, years. So, like, you might start seeing like a 48 inch monitor, monitor. <laughs> <laughs> in like <laughs> in like 2024 2025 you know so that yeah like a, you want a 32 inch which is kind of what i consider to be the ideal size for a 4k display um yeah it's it, it could be 2025 at the earliest 2027 like <laughs> i don't know so we'll see yeah it, it's definitely gonna be a while so th- that's why i, I mean part of me is just like for for the vast majority of people, you know, the, these this next generation to me is just going to be mostly unnecessary. I mean, if you think about it, who, how many people need more than a thirty eight ETI? Just if you ask yourself that, um, nobody on a ten eighty p display <laughs> need, needs more than that. No. Uh, and I would even argue fourteen forty p one forty four hertz. It's gonna be just fine. You, yeah, it's it's just fine for that. So it's like. There'll have to be new games if you're running 1440p to really want something better than that. I think the bigger appeal for the 40 series, like for me, obviously, I want more performance, and there are a lot of people out there who do want more performance, but the vast majority of people, I think the big appeal is actually going to be, there's going to be really great supply, I think. Yeah. And so I think the pricing is going to end up being good, and it's going to be good the whole generation. Um, yeah. Now, sadly, it took a recession to get there, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> you know, it'd probably be less buyers, um, which is also going to help the price. Yes, but it, if you have some cash stashed away, yeah, it's going to be good for you. Yeah, it, I think it's going to be a really good generation because I, I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, Nvidia wants to back out of all the, these wafers they bought, but who are they going to sell their wafers to? It's not like some 12 nanometer stuff or 10 nanometer. Like, you're talking about they want to sell their excess supply that they're not going to be able to use. Who's buying 5 nanometer right now? AMD's I mean, not going to buy it. it Intel like, would they, be the only one, I would imagine, to be honest. I just, you know, I don't see Intel doing it because <clears throat> unless Battle Mage is like insanely good, maybe they'll buy some. But that's not like solving Nvidia's problem because that's just creating more competition for them. <laughs> so, well, I mean, real. Yeah, it's like there's basically nobody that they can sell their chips to that would solve their problem. So basically, no matter what happens, at least the way I'm looking at it, there's going to be a lot of graphics cards, like a lot. This might be the most graphics cards we've ever seen in a generation. 
I think it's going to be very similar to what happened with uh, the 2000 series. Real quick, Josh Reynolds, thank you for the five spot. He says, uh, why don't they make a 24 to 27-inch OLED display at high refresh rate? They just can't scale them there. That's the issue that I'm I'm hearing. Well, I just, like, the, you would have to basically let them know there's demand for it. And they don't, they're not the greatest at listening. So, <laughs> like, they thought for sure that 48 inches was the play. They were like, this is it. Everybody wants 48 inches. And as soon as the 42 inch landed and the Alienware, mm -hmm. nobody's buying 48 inch because nobody wanted it to begin with. No. Nobody wanted 48 inches. They just dealt with it because it was the best option at the time. Right. So, they don't really do a good job of listening, but. The market will tell them. It's just going to take time. Uh, I think 27 and 32 inches are good sizes. 27 inches, I think, is good for 1440p. Um, I can I can deal with 1440p at 32 inches. It's not horrible, but it's it's not very dense. It's, it's I mean, pretty... it, it's to each their own. So, like, for me, yeah. 1080p is fine up to 27. 1440p is good on 32. But that's me. Everybody's going to be a little different on that. Yeah, I don't mind it on 32. I thought I'd hate it, but I used one for a while, and I was like, it's all right. You know, like, you're still getting a decent amount of pixels, even though it's probably the screen's too big. Um, 4K looks insanely good at 27 inches, but it still looks really good at 32. So that's, for me, it's like, I prefer the bigger screen size and less pixel density. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's always a personal <laughs> preference. Now, the 24-inch, that have to be 1080p. Uh, they just don't seem to be interested in making 1080p OLEDs. I, I mean, unless it, they who, could who buy that? and make it cheaper. I mean, it, it'd have to be very cost effective, like $50 more yeah. than like a 240 hertz, for example. Then, yeah, then I could see a lot of people maybe buying it. But yeah, I, it's, I just don't think it's going to make sense for them to do it, especially not like what we said. They're investing heavy into micro LED, and that's going to be the technology that they... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about 1080p is like, there's no way you'll ever see it on any new technology, period. It won't be mini LED, no micro LED, no OLED. Nobody's making 1080p because the whole point, the only reason 1080p is even around anymore is because it's cheap. So like, if you can't make it cheaply, nobody's going to buy it. Like, you're not going to buy a 1080p OLED for $700, but a 1440p one for $750. Right. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's, Yeah, it'd have to be like $250, yeah. Yeah, it's, and that's just not reasonable. So it's never going to happen. It'll, you'll never see a 1080p OLED. In fact, you might not even see many 1440p, like, stuff like that. No. And I think it's going to be mostly 4K. Which because would actually, like already... it, it actually makes sense though, because I mean, you can run your programs at 1080p and it scales perfectly. It'll look the same as if the 4K display was a 1080p display. So yeah, I, mean... I actually, I tested um, scaling on 4K monitor because I hadn't done it in a while and 1080p basically looks the same as 1440p on a 4K monitor. Yes. Because <laughs> it just, the scaling's so bad at 1440p that it mm -hmm. doesn't even really look that much better. Yeah. Yeah, you have more pixels, but the display doesn't know what to do with them. Now, something like DLSS or FSR or whatever, that can come into play. Um, we got a little off topic there. We were talking about the interest. So I ended the poll. It was 50-50. So only half of the people watching are really interested in, in the next generation. That, that sounds about right. I would say that's probably about the vibe I've been feeling. Yeah, I think next or last generation right before launch, it was more like... 
when I would do polls and stuff like that. Like there was a little bit more interest, maybe even a little bit higher than that. So there's definitely, I think some people are feeling a little bit burned from the 30 series at this point. I, I can definitely feel that. Now for me personally, I'm more excited for the 40 series because yeah, double the performance and crazy supply. But I could see why people are like a little worried, you know? Yeah, I I think most people are just at the point, like I said, they, they know the performance that they want to fulfill their needs, which is good. Uh, that's basically what I've been promoting to people. Figure out what it is you need and then pick a price point. And then when that price point's hit, then you buy. So I think that's essentially where at least a lot of my viewers are at. They're just like, I'm just waiting for the right price point. I saw a couple guys are like, I want a 6600, but I'm not paying over 200 bucks. Uh, it's a real shame. I remember you messaging me going, hey, they're $200 right now, but then they bounced right back real quick. Uh, but they'll get there. So I, I think that's yeah. really what it is. There's just no games that really require it. Um, and th there's just not any real justification except for the people that want to push like the limits. And yes, they're out there, but that's maybe 10% of the community at best, I would say. Yeah, it's definitely a smaller percentage. Well, <clears throat> I think a bigger issue is actually like, what games are you buying graphics cards for right now? Because in the past, like the 30 series, people were mm -hmm. trying to get it because it was launching right before stuff like Cyberpunk, and they yep. thought that was going to be really good. Was it really good? Debatable. <laughs> but, um, but still, but the hype was there, and people wanted to play it, yes. There were a number of games that were supposed to come out, some of them delayed, uh, that people were hyped for. Um, I can only think of like one game right now that I know of that's going to be coming out after the 40 series launches at least somewhat close after it launches that's like Baldur's Gate 3 that's the only one I'm looking forward to right now and you don't like need a super high end graphics card cuz you don't need to run it at 120 plus fps like if you're getting 60 it's fine cuz it's point and click you know right. i wouldn't want to run it at 30 cuz it just anything at 30 kind of feels bad on the mouse yeah but but 60 is fine you know so I just can't think of a single game right now. Maybe I'm not, you know, missing something. I'm sure there will be some announcements that come that maybe will drive more hype. But right now I'm like, yeah, there's nothing that like you'd need to buy new hardware that's coming out immediately afterward. Yeah. Well, the guys are like uh, Stalker 2. Um, yeah, okay, that looks kind of cool. Um, Project Callisto. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, that's basically, uh, they basically, I think the Dead Space guys like broke off with EA or something. And they're basically making Dead Space again, but oh. new engine, different. Cause they, I don't think they like own Dead Space or something. Right. Right. So, EA probably owns it. Yeah. I mean, don't quote me on any of that, but <laughs> that would be my guess. Yeah. But I mean, like, this is something that I haven't even heard of yet. So it's probably an early development. Games take five years to build anymore if they're going to be like super graphically demanding. Um, a lot of people yeah, are like, well, U the... UE5, that's going to be a big thing. It's like, yeah, well, when UE5 games come out, then we'll assess the situation. But until the games are there and they're good enough that are actually worth playing, don't buy hardware for stuff that doesn't exist yet. Yeah, and I was going to say a lot of this stuff is coming maybe like mid to late 2023, not like early 2023, late 2022. So we're talking a year. So like, are you really buying a graphics card in a few months for, for a, game? <laughs> a year from now that we don't even know is good or not? Like, yeah, it, it, that doesn't make sense. So you're only really buying or looking forward to buying a graphics card right now if you're just looking to up your resolution or your frame rate right. or something like that. 
uh, or maybe your current graphics card isn't cutting it for the games you're playing right now. Right. And a lot of those people aren't looking for a 4090 for sixteen to $1,800. That doesn't, you know, that's, that's going to be a niche audience, and that's going to be the first one that launches. So I think there'll be more hype in near the end of 2022, early 2023, when we start talking about 4070, 4060 Ti, um, AMD releasing their cards, uh, talk of Intel Battle Mage, that sort of stuff, because that's just going to bring prices even further down. Because to be honest with you, um, even though Intel's cards performance-wise aren't looking great and their drivers aren't as consistent. <laughs> their drivers of, are what they are. We'll just leave it there. Yeah, I'm kind of like, you know what? This isn't a bad start. You know, like, I thought it would be worse. I thought it would be an absolute disaster. But I'm like, you know, they ran the games. The ones that were DirectX 12 ran good. You know, Battle Mage could be really good. We'll see. Well, You know, we'll see. Yeah, I, I was actually going to transition to that. But before we do, uh, Cole, thank you for the five. He says, at Connor, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is uh, going to need a Kickstarter to convince them to finish it. <laughs> uh, how are they going to rebuild the hype? Uh, I haven't been following it that deep. So what, what's going on? It's, they're running out of money? No, oh, no, no. They, <laughs> they're doing plenty fine there because they have it released as early access or whatever. Right. So that you can... It's like part one of three or part one of four or something. I, I think there's four acts, maybe. And you have access to act one. And they keep adding classes and little stuff like that to fill it out. And it's been very, very good so far. But obviously, they've probably made a lot of money of people buying it. So I don't think that's an issue. Um, but it, it did slip from there like, yeah, we're targeting 2020 to now 2023. So <laughs> I believe it was originally, well, maybe it was originally 2021. But either way, you know, like a two-year delay because they kept adding more and more classes. And because I think they ended up saying we want to add all the classes from the D&D uh, uh, player's handbook so oh. that obviously and they're not just like adding them and doing nothing. It's like, OK, if you play this character with this background, we have to add all these lines of dialogue to cater to this character. So they're doing it right. But sometimes doing it right leads to feature creep. So I think I think they'll get it out in 2023, but I wouldn't be surprised to see like another six month delay. Like instead <laughs> of like early 2023, it's like late 2023 yeah at, at least those type of delays make sense it's because they added new stuff and they actually want to make sure it works so that that you can't yeah. really be mad about <clears throat> well and i was gonna say like you look at a game like um what's that one that's just never coming out star citizen <laughs> that yeah. thing is never coming out um and like i've played it and i'm like eh, like it, it's interesting but what's available right now I don't know if they're ever releasing this game. Yeah. Whereas, like, you can play Baldur's Gate 3 and you're like, here's a whole finished act with the, some bugs and this and that. I'm confident they're going to finish this. Like, there's a tangible product here that is <laughs> delivering upon what they want. You know? Yeah, what a lot of people don't realize is uh, Star Citizen was started development before the PS4 generation. It was, it was in development during the 360 generation. And everybody was like, man, this is looking pretty good, you know, back then. And they skipped an entire generation. So now they don't have the graphical effect. Like, it just doesn't have anything going for it anymore. And uh, it's not a technical powerhouse. It, it just is another game that took too long to come out. Um, yeah, games like that really just need to pick a target and stick with it. It's like, don't add extra features until afterwards type of thing. But yeah, that game's never coming out, I don't think. No, I, I think it'll literally never come out. <laughs> or if it does, they'll ship some sort of campaign or something, and that'll be it. Like, 
they'll never i don't think they'll ever achieve what they want because what they want to achieve just keeps going further and further yeah. but you know speaking of i suppose you should probably move on not talk about star system because it's never coming out <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> speaking of uh you know talking about hype for next generation um there's been a lot of talk of delays for the rtx 40 series yeah. now originally it just seemed like rumbling from people who have I, I don't know if they actually have any sources or not. I was kind of just hearing <laughs> yeah. people talking about it basically in forums and stuff like that. And so I basically said, look, I don't see any legitimacy to this. I don't know why they would do that. Um, but recently, uh, there's a guy, Graymon55, on Twitter. Now, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to, like, put him down or anything, but I don't know how good of a source he is yet. I will source him, and I'll talk about him, and I'll say, look, here's what he said. Um, you know, he does seem to say things that line up with stuff like Cop 8, 7, Kimi or not, but he hasn't been around as long, if I recall correctly. It kind of seems like he just popped up. So I, I always say, like, you know, maybe take it with a grain of salt, but he is a leaker, according, you know, to him and other people. <laughs> and, according to me, I'm president of the United States. I mean... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Take that as you will. He's a leaker, and he is claiming that the 4080 and 4070 are going to be delayed into 2023. Now, Cop87 Kimi, who I do, he's been around long enough and gotten enough stuff right that I do feel pretty confident that that if he says something, at least at some point, that was the plan. You know, like he's got somebody at NVIDIA who's telling him stuff. He said that he doesn't like the idea of a delay if it's not for technical reasons. So to me... That comes off as him kind of saying, I don't think so. So my opinion on this is, and you have to give me your opinion, but I could see the 4070, and I do I talked about this a lot in the video that just went live, which by the way, after you watch this, <laughs> cue that. <laughs> what video links up are down in the description? Go to Connor's <laughs> yeah, channel. Yeah, go to my channel and watch that video. And like it and comment on it and share it with your friends. But in any case, do do, do um, the YouTube stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, in my video, I talked about this too. I could maybe see the 4070 getting pushed off into 2023, like very early, like January. And the only reason I could see just that card maybe happening is because the 4070 will technically overlap with 3090 Ti, 3090, and 3080 Ti sales. Um, because it's going to give you similar-ish, if not more performance than some of those cards for cheaper. So if you're trying to get rid of those cards right now, that could be direct competition for you if you can't get rid of them fast enough. So maybe I could see that. The 4080, I could maybe see just because it it's going to be way faster and cheaper. But I really don't think you can push off the 4080 because no. AMD's releasing stuff at the end of this year. So in my opinion, 4090 is definitely hitting. You might even see a 4090 Ti. We'll see. I think the 4080 is going to hit as well. I even still think they're going to release the 4070 by the end of the year, too. But I could see them delaying. You know, we'll see. Yeah. So no, number one question that you have to ask yourself, which path makes NVIDIA the most money? That's that's number one, because that's the correct path. <laughs> that, that's the one. Yeah. The, leak, the leakers don't know shit. Uh, what it is is what's going to make NVIDIA the most money. Um, so what they're going to do, of course, they're they're going to launch... The top two, I agree. They could push the 4070 if, like you said, if it's only as fast as 
uh, the top cards here. Now, what they could do instead is maybe a 3070 Ti that's faster than a 4090 Ti and release that instead. And they could do that at a slightly lower price point. Uh, so I could I could definitely see that one happening because, yes, it will make NVIDIA more money. They do have to unload the Well, NVIDIA is already unloaded the stock. <laughs> Let's be honest. They don't give a shit. Uh, if AIBs get stuck with stock, they don't care. It's not their problem. Once NVIDIA gets their paycheck, it's like, pfft, it's on you, man. Unless it's defective. Don't talk to us. Um, so I, I don't think that they're that worried about the supply chain because um, they don't really care if they bankrupt Gigabyte or Asus or whatever. I hope they get, but I hope they bankrupt Gigabyte. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and Nvidia just don't they, don't, they don't care what happens to these guys or Newegg goes out of business because they bought too many graphics. They don't give a shit. So once Nvidia sells off all their product, they don't care anymore. And uh, so, yeah, I don't think that's going to be a thing. But at the end of the day, they need to generate as much revenue as possible. They need to keep their shareholders happy. They know that they're going to see a bloodbath in terms of overall revenues. So they're probably going to do whatever it takes to generate the maximum amount of revenues. So I actually think the opposite will happen. They will launch as many SKUs as fast as possible. And they're just going to stick the supply uh, the, the supply channel. So that's your AIBs, your system integrators, uh, retailers, all those guys. Stick them with the bill and be like, maybe they'll throw them a couple bucks as a rebate, placate them. Um, but whatever, stick them with the bill and come out with new stuff, generate new revenue. Uh that makes NVIDIA the most money. That's the way that they're going to. Yeah, I, I kind of I was reading this and I'm like, I don't know about this. You know, I can maybe see the 4070 if they like really, really have way too much stock right now. But I just like you're going to really talk to your shareholders and be like, hey, guys, I know we were going to release new cards and that was going to increase our, you know, interest in, in our sales and this and that. But we're going to push it off because we were going to hawk some more of this old crap for another three months. Like what like you're gonna just let your competitor release unchallenged other than one card like that that just doesn't make logical sense no and like uh, well no what's way. even worse is you walk into your share you know your quarterly earnings go yeah we could have sold i don't know 15 million units we only sold three because we didn't want to yeah watch, watch how fast jensen gets the boot <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we had to only sell last gen cards for half their price and uh, because we just want to get rid of them and it's like that doesn't make sense like that's no, no. <laughs> there's i mean there's a there's a difference between optimizing when you you know launch things versus mm -hmm. just not selling things for no re like that just doesn't matter. like <laughs> right so i i just don't really agree with that i i just cannot see them putting 4080 2023 i mean i could be wrong and hey, I saw somebody talking in the comments being like, hey, Star Citizen, the next patch is looking great. And hey, if I'm wrong about that, I'll say I'm wrong too. But uh, <laughs> sometimes you can kind of just tell the way things are going, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally think that they'll probably do what they did with the 30 series. You'll have, except they'll do the 90 first instead of the 80. Um, they kind of screwed that up last time as well. I, I guess they just didn't think the demand for the 90 would be as high as it was. But yeah, it'll be 90, 80, and then I would say probably 70, 70 Ti or 70 Ti and then 70. <clears throat> I guarantee, uh, I think that there'll be four SKUs because they want to hit as wide 
of the market as possible in terms of price point to get all those holiday sales. NVIDIA is not stupid. And they want to move as many units as possible, and they'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. They don't care about their old stock. Like I said, NVIDIA has already sold it, so what? It, they don't care. Um, if it, you know, Gigabyte has to sell something at a $400 loss, that's gigabyte problem. That's not an NVIDIA problem. People tend to associate the AIB selling stuff as NVIDIA's problem. NVIDIA does not care. They sell them a package with a die and some RAM and go, here you go. And once that's done, their, their shivagit level is gone. They don't care. They can do whatever they want with them. Sell them to crypto miners, do whatever. It's it's really not NVIDIA's concern at that price at that point. So uh yeah, I think they're going to just try to move as many units as possible. AMD is going to do the exact same thing. They'll launch as many SKUs as they possibly can um, at the price points that'll generate them the most margin. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think honestly, it makes the most sense. If you look at what's happening now, like NVIDIA seems to be at least unofficially pri uh, cutting the price of all their graphics cards. So to me, what that signals is, NVIDIA's like, okay, we're going to basically stop producing these and we need to get them out because mm -hmm. we're, we're bringing new stuff. It's coming. So we need to like incentivize our AABs to just get rid of everything because we don't want them coming back to us and trying to you know, force us to take back graphics cards or you know, chips and stuff like that. We need this out. So let's do some price cuts. Let's you know, get people to make YouTube videos talking about you should buy... <laughs> <laughs> you should buy cards right now. <laughs> not, <laughs> Pay those influencers to. Hey, hey, we're not naming Paul, names. <laughs> as Paul always says, put the solicitors down. This is just, this is just hearsay. <laughs> All right, this is, I'm not, I'm not leveling any accusations. I'm just saying that that could be a tactic that could be employed. Sounds like something <laughs> marketer would come up with. Yes, I think we yeah, agree. And, yes, and I mean it, to a certain, I mean. In a certain extent, some graphics cards aren't a bad buy right now. Um, uh, but if you're telling people to buy, you know, 3080 Ti's and 3070 Ti's, no, those aren't good purchases right now. Because even if they're at their MSRP, it's like, okay, but we never liked the MSRP to begin with. Like, right. buy a 3070 Ti, it's $600. I'm like, no, that that wasn't even good day one. Like, why is it good now, two years later? But no. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's the, ki the killer deals were always the 3080 and the 3060 Ti. Those were those Listen, those were the good ones at MSRP. Yeah, it, even at five hundred dollars, I'm kind of struggling to justify a 3070 Ti because it's like, okay, yes, you're now getting an improvement over the 3070 for the same price, but it's eight gigabytes for five hundred dollars. Like, mm -hmm. really, in in nearly 2023, I don't think anybody wants that anymore. Now, a 3060 Ti, I feel less bad about if you can find it for MSRP four hundred dollars. It's not going to be replaced for a long time. $400 was always great. Mm -hmm. And $400 for 8 gigabytes is probably about the limit I want to spend for an 8 gigabyte card, in my opinion. So <sighs> it's an all right buy. I, yeah. I would like to see it at $350, but realistically, it's all right. I wouldn't feel bad buying one right now. Uh, same goes for stuff like 6600, 6600 XT. I wouldn't feel too bad about buying those right now. No. I would feel bad about buying a 3080 Ti over $1,000. Now, if you could get one for $800 or less, maybe not so bad, but even then... Well, here, here's the know. thing, and we can transition to the... You know, you and I, we, we're both pretty close on where we thought prices were going to be, but that was months ago when people were gobbling shit up at crazy prices. Pretty much post-3090 Ti, I think both you and I were like, huh, there's less crazy assholes out there than we were expecting. And uh, 
I actually think that pricing this time will be far better on the new stuff. So a 3080 Ti to me is a $400 card in my world. I'd say that card is no longer worth more than $400. Yeah, well, I think it at whenever the basically 30 or 40, 60 Ti comes out, it's going to destroy the price of a 3080 Ti. Now, that's that could be a while away. We could be talking six months because um, I don't imagine they'll launch a 30, or 4060 Ti until 2023. And maybe it's January. Maybe it's later. We'll see, you know. Um, but whenever that class of card does come out, um, I think the price is going to be really good, and I think it's going to basically make all these high-end cards look silly because it's going to come very close. I think it'll come very close. Like, you, you could be talking a 4060 Ti is giving you a 3080 or above performance. You mm-hmm. know, we'll see. So. Um, it's it's all going to come down to how they inevitably end up cutting each and every GPU die and how much clock speed they give it. But I, I'm thinking it's somewhere in that ballpark of high end performance. So, and honestly, yeah. I think the like you're talking about with price. I think the price of next gen is going to be far better than we originally estimated because mm-hmm. when we were originally looking at that, we're like, this mining boom might be coming to an end around when these things launch. But you know, we don't know what else is going to be going on. People are still buying things for crazy prices. I thought people would go out and buy the 3090 Ti at $2,000. Almost mm-hmm. nobody did. Almost nobody. That's I, what I'm I mean, saying. That was kind it. of a watershed moment. I figured they would have sold out uh, on that one because the you know it was a limited run. We know that was a limited run. Yeah, and like um, people like me and Ivan who like to buy super high-end stuff, even we didn't buy that, and we can write it off on our taxes. <laughs> so <laughs> like it just goes to show you, like nobody was buying those. I mean, I, I ended up grabbing one I think it was like $1,400 after tax shipping. I found one um, new. So for me, I was like, you know, it's still too expensive this late in the generation. But again, you can I write can it justify off. It. So I was like, <laughs> you know, right. whatever. So I, I, I think um, Ivan did a similar thing too. I think he somehow finagled to get one for way under MSRP, even before they did the price cuts. And now you're seeing the price cuts and you can get them for 1500 bucks. I think that was always kind of the hard limit. Miners were buying stuff at two thousand plus. Sure, I don't remember a single gamer spending more than fifteen hundred dollars, um, other than maybe on a few thirty ninety models when they first launched. But like, there was not many people that did. I, that. I don't know. I mean, it depends if you believe YouTube comments and even the guys in Discord. But yeah, I I was seeing people two twenty five hundred. Yeah, two thousand dollars plus for thirty eighties. Yeah, gamers. Well, but there's gamers also a difference. There's also a difference, like, if they were able to sell their card for $1,500 or something, it's not the same as, like, you have nothing, and you walk in and say, I'll have a 3080 for two grand, please. I don't think anybody did that. I'm sure some people did that, but, like, yeah, I remember at one point I grabbed a 3090 for, like, $2,000, but I sold my 3090 for more money than that. (laughs) I Like, I had a 3090 Founders Edition, I, I think I sold it for like $2,500 and picked one up for $2,200 after tax and shipping. So I think there were a few people that did that. Like they had a card and they sold it to buy a different card. I, I, I could see that happening. I know you sold some of you. You had a couple cards that you oh, let yeah. go of. No. I made Buku bucks because the YouTube channel died. So I'm like, hey, look at all these graphics cards. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I got a 1060. Get rid of it. I was mm-hmm. like, it, it's not doing anything. I, I got, I had like, I sold my 3090 and like a, a 1060 or something because I was like, well, 
why would I hold on to these? People want like what? <laughs> you, yeah. you pay what for this? Well, I paid two <laughs> two hundred dollars. Uh, I, I got a good deal from a, a member. He had an extra twenty sixty KO edition, and I was like, yeah, I'll I'll give you two hundred for it. This was right around the launch of the thirty series. I'm like I figure that's about what this will be worth, you know, in a few months. And you know, at that point, he agreed, and it's like, all right, here you go. Uh, so I used it. I did my content. I sold that for seven hundred and seventy dollars. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this yeah. is too valuable to keep. It is not yeah, worth it. I, I can do without and I'll buy one later for two hundred dollars again. <laughs> because you know it's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. So well and that's what happened last time. I was like, uh, it's like if if like I have an extra card sitting around that I had reviewed or something, or maybe even two, if there's ever like a mining boom, because it happened last time too, I'm like, all right, well these two, yeah, I could I could benchmark them. But like this, this is not profitable enough to hang on to these right now. Right. So, it, but I think that's the only people basically who bought really high end graphics cards for super, super exorbitant prices were people who flipped something. Basically, they paid the same amount they would have. Uh, it seems to me like people walking in to buy a new graphics card, they said, I'm not paying more than 50. Like that was it. That, that was the hard limit. I saw very few people just walk in and buy a brand more than that. So I was glad to see that because I was very worried mm-hmm. that people would be picking up 3090 Ti's for two grand or more. And that, that stopped real quick. Yes. I don't remember them ever selling out. No. I don't remember a single model selling out on day one. They just sat there and sat there. And only now probably are some people buying them for 1500 And even then, I don't think a lot of people are because they know that there's new stuff coming out that's going to just absolutely clap on it so then why you know (laughs) yeah well i mean we've been talking about it for years and it's like you know the community has to vote with their wallets and we saw like you said the absolute insanity that was going on uh and you're probably right yeah if you sold your 2080 ti for 1500 bucks and then you spent 2200 on like a 3080 ti or 3090 or something you know it it sucks but it's not as much money as you know you're not spending twenty two hundred dollars you're spending seven hundred dollars and yeah I, I would say that most gamers did it in that way uh, a lot of people got suckered into the whole well you can mine and make your money back some people could some people didn't whatever yeah. um obviously you guys are finding some people got screwed on that deal so that's why i would never recommend that that route um but yeah th- this is going to depress the msrps again so they can't do what they did with Turing because they saw what happened where after the mining boom, they came out with the new graphics card and then they're like, we're going to raise prices. So <laughs> I just remember that the 2080 when that launched it was basically a 1080 Ti with less RAM and they wanted 100 oh. bucks more for it. <laughs> nobody, bought, nobody, nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted that. I mean, I, a few people bought it, but nobody wanted that. That was terrible. It was awful. But this is why I'm thinking, yeah, next-gen prices, to be honest with you, so originally I was thinking 4090, like a long time, I was like 4092 grand, 4090 Ti, two and a half. That's what I was thinking. I was like, they're going to push it because people are buying these. And then I found out, oh, well, nobody actually legitimately, no gamer really, other than a few, really went in and went, I'll pay two grand, please. Like, nobody was really doing that. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no gamers were doing that. Only miners. Yeah, like only miners were doing that. So as soon as mining fell out and these things dropped to 1500, I'm like, oh, well, they can't do that. Even if it's way faster, they can't do that. So I'm like, you know, maybe it'll be a little while ago, maybe it'll be 1800 for 
30 or 4090 and like a little over two grand for 4090 ti and now i'm like actually what if it's like 1600 for 4090 and like two grand for 4090 ti like what if they try and push two grand again with their top end skew i'm, to see I'm sure if, that they will yeah yeah just to see you know like okay with double the performance now will you do it and maybe it will work but we'll see um, but I, I don't see the 4090 being that much more expensive. I could see 18 grand at the, or sorry, 18 grand. Okay. <laughs> I could see 1800 at a, like at a push. I, if they drop this thing for more than $1,800, I don't know if it'll sell well, maybe initially with people who are crazy about performance, but after like a week, I don't know if it'll sell well. I think they'll come back with the founder's edition price this time. Um, cause they didn't do it on the 30 series and that really bit them in the ass. Uh, so since Pascal, that was that's been their trick. So they come out with the MSRP, which is some nice sounding number that they tell reviewers to say that number and ignore the other one because it's only for the founders edition. Meanwhile, everybody prices at that level on up. Uh, so this way they can have basically <clears throat> what it is, is you have your launch MSRP and then you have your three months later MSRP. That's yeah, effectively that what it is. I think that makes a bunch of sense. If I was in video right now, I'd say 4090 MSRP. Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen ninety nine. It'll be more. It'll be more. <laughs> but think about this. Think about this. They say fifteen hundred dollars, and people lose their minds because it's like eighty percent more performance or something for the same price as a thirty ninety launched. Oh, yeah. oh my god! And so people will lose their minds and think it's you're getting insane value. And price, you know, price to performance wise, it technically value wise won't be horrible because yes it'll be so fast well well like, see see the problem is, is that that's the assuming the 3090 wasn't already a shit value <laughs> so unfortunately yeah, that was. already was bad yeah so like it'll look good yes but I then compare it to anything else and it'll actually be really bad but then they'll hit you with the 1800 dollars founders edition mm -hmm. and you won't ever see 1500 dollars for a long time <laughs> uh, not until they sell them all at the 1800s and they stop selling and then and then, then they can slowly, slowly go down drop mm -hmm. yeah I, I think that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So like day one buyers are going to pay eighteen hundred, two thousand after tax, and then eventually a year later, after forty ninety Ti releases, they'll be available at fifteen hundred. That makes sense. Yeah, and and that that's effectively what they did. Like I said, since Pascal, it's like this is what we're charging the early adopter, and this is what the smart people who are patient are should be paying for them. Um, yeah. And it's usually not even that long. Because the early adopters will gobble them up. Um, there's far more sensible people out there, uh, but you know it's somewhere along the way. Like they'll sell, like let's say it's eighteen hundred founders, then they'll be you know sixteen ninety nine, and then they'll be fifteen ninety nine. Like they'll hit everybody along the way until they get there. And then if they're still not selling, then they have to lower prices. Or usually they do bundles first, and and some other stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I think it's eventually a 4090 at some point will be worth 1300 again. But that's that'll yeah. be a while away. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a year and a half into the gen probably. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so so I think we both agree that's probably how they're going to do it. They're going to have the the this nice sounding price and then the actual price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I mean it makes sense. I mean people who have a lot of disposable income week 1 they'll buy it. There's, there's, it's a really small amount of people, but they will get it. You well, it's know? a small like, percentage. It's actually quite a lot of people. Yeah, it's a small percentage. It might only be, you know, five percent of the gaming market, or even less. 
It's, it's probably but, half of 1%, but that's still millions of people. It, it could still be tens of thousands at a minimum. So you, you yeah. could sell for, you know, a couple weeks, you know, 2,000 R graphics cards, and then they very quickly drop off. And that, that's how they could do it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's probably what they'll do. Uh, I wonder if AMD is going to try to pull something like that this time, because it, 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 it's actually kind of smart from their perspective. It really sucks for us. That's actually why I started talking about tech was I was like, Hey, people, they're going to charge this high price. And everybody's like, no, that's not the MSRP. I'm like, then why would they bother even announcing it? And like, people were fighting me before Pascal came out. Yeah. And I literally did a video on launch day. I'm like, look at that MSI charging over the founder's price. What do you got now? And I got like downvoted to hell. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's so <laughs> fast. I'm like, first, I was wrong. Now I'm right. And you, you're still disagreeing with me. But uh, <laughs> that was right when the channel started. But I was like, no, this is smart marketing. Uh, AMD needs to kind of do the same thing because it gives them a window. So this way they could tell investors, it's like, hey, we were selling for over MSRP. <laughs> and investors go, oh, that's great. You're making more money. And then they can, yeah. It, it basically covers their ass uh, as a company to do it like that. Yeah, I honestly, like, from a company's perspective, it makes sense. So, and we'll remember, they did a Frontier Edition card before. Mm -hmm. So they, they could do something like that. And, you know, they like to steal everything from NVIDIA and, and uh, Intel. So then they yeah. can call it FE. <laughs> Just like the three, five, seven, nine, and well, I guess they made nine. I think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe until did that for. <laughs> I mean, hey, I who knows? These guys just keep ripping off of each other. It's one of yeah. those. Uh, uh, when I was in sales, they're Picking like, the uh, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just uh, or no, it's very difficult to create success. It's very easy to mimic success. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. yeah, I mean, it's like. Just because AMD does it doesn't mean it's wrong. It's like, well, yeah, what else do you want them to do? Two, four, six, eight? Like, everybody's going to hate that. Like, <laughs> they're used to three, five, seven, and now right. nine. So that's what you do. Like, yeah, it would be silly. They're not a big enough company to create a whole new brand. It's like, it's kind of like how companies like Microsoft will buy studios and buy brands and stuff because it's safer to buy and spend, you know, billions of dollars than it is to create a new IP. Like, mm -hmm. So it just makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Uh, speaking of Intel, so a lot of uh, Intel stuff coming out this week. Uh, I want to kind of get your take on the situation, and then uh, I'll kind of go through mine. But uh, it's nice to see that they exist. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking of reaching out to Intel and see if they could send me that A770. Or yeah. I'd love to give that one a whirl. It, like overclocking. BIOS flash. <laughs> what are you going to flash it to? I mean, I guess custom AIBs will know. come out eventually, but... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah I, that'd, that'd be fun. For, for me personally, I'm glad to see that they're actually coming out. Um, it, I'm, like, like what you said before, I'm more interested in the performance than I was a few months ago. Now, we know that it's not good across the board, but even Intel came out and admitted that uh, in their interview with GN. Now, granted, to me, that was a paid commercial. Anybody believing that that was a genuine thing? That was not. You literally had Ryan Shrout there going, you can say this, you cannot say that. This was very much a message that they wanted yeah. to put out. I mean, look, we, we've, we've signed agreements before. We, I, I've worked with companies before. And when it comes to like doing ad deals, sometimes uh, like a company will say, hey, um, here's things you can say, here's things you can't say. So when... <laughs> So when representatives of the company are there, there's going to be some amount of that. And I, I think Gamers Nexus is a good channel. 
and they get and they give their own take and everything, you know, and and he he even called them out on a few things during the video, which is good. Um, but there's going to be some amount of this. So may, they might have even told him, hey, you can't run these games. You know, it, it's possible. Well, you know, but if they buy stuff on their own, it, you know, because didn't he buy the A380? Yeah, the A380, A380 he, yeah, they, they did that record with the uh, A750 before the review came out. But the review of the A380 actually launched before that. Yeah. Video. But I, if I recall correctly, because I, I watched the A750 video, they didn't actually do any benchmarks. Mm -mm. So they just kind of talked about it. So, yeah, it's going to have a little bit of marketing speech in there. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Gamers Nexus was like, well, if you're going to tell me what I can and can't benchmark, we're not doing that. <laughs> well, we can I talk mean, about the card. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, my whole point was it was basically a commercial. It was an infomercial. But yeah, yeah. What, what, what I found interesting was that they even admitted it's like look we're we're drivers are going to take a while a long while and we're focusing on direct x12 and vulcan and those games run well everything else he's like not so much and, and they actually came out and admitted it which i was like that's good it's good to mm -hmm. admit where you're weak and because that means you'll you're you understand the situation and you're going to fix it so it actually made me more interested in an intel card uh, then had they been like, oh, no, no, those are old games. Nobody plays those anymore, you know, which is something like Sony does all the time. Nobody plays old games, blah, 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 because <laughs> they just don't want to do a thing like, you know, PS3 emulation or anything. Um, and and that dismissive attitude just doesn't fly with me. But no, they, they admitted the situation. I'm like, I'm going to buy one of these. And uh, now oh, yeah. for, for testing, absolutely. Or, I mean, I'll, I'll see if I can reach out, see if they can sample me. Uh, as well, you know, if I can save a buck, that's great. It's just other shit I can spend money on. But uh, yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in Intel sent Country. me a few CPUs. So if you guys are watching, yeah. hey, guys, send some GPUs. Yeah. Connor, too. Email me again. <laughs> I might email them again, too. <laughs> yeah. When they were getting closer to launch, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm way more interested in Raptor Lake than I am Alchemist right now. But alchemist is gonna be like a long-term thing like I, I think i'll literally just do like a long-running video series i'll pick I don't know, a large list of games maybe like 20 or 30 games or something older titles and just track progress like every three maybe like once a quarter you go through and see where they're at are they improving how's it how's yeah that would be going? good that'd be really good yeah i'd love to just like get my hands on one and just keep it mm -hmm. not sell it just keep it yeah because then you can see are they fixing that are they fixing this um you know, I was actually thinking of starting like a second channel that I maybe post every once in a while, not 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 to an extent where it, you know, moves my focus away at all, but just doing little stuff on there that wouldn't do well on my channel, like, you know, driver updates, uh, stuff like that, things that uh, fixes for games, mm -hmm. you know, um, fixes for computer issues you're having just little things or maybe once a week or once every other week even or even maybe once a month you just put uh, throw something on there um that maybe is one of those videos that does well over time you know well what i found you can do it on your main channel but you need to do two videos that day you need to launch that one early and you launch the the main your typical video afterwards and it doesn't hurt your channel um yeah i used to i used to do these videos where i do best graphics cards under 500 dollars, dude i did one like last week to give it a try again Nobody wanted to watch it. I might uh, retitle it and see if it does well over time. And if it does, I'll make another one. But I'm like, well, I mean, if nobody's going to watch it, I guess we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's 
but yeah. some stuff does well. So like I was the first person to ever review the Neo G8, and it's got mm-hmm. like over thirty thousand views now. So I'm like, okay, so um, I can do reviews and stuff. It just has to be, I have to be one of the early it, or it has to be something niche. Uh, where I'm, I'm the only one popping up because otherwise I, I can't compete. If, if my subscribers aren't the people who are interested in that, and I'm reaching to a new audience, I can't compete with people who that is their audience already. It just doesn't work. They'll, they'll be put, they'll get put above me in the algorithm when you look it up because their right. subscribers are clicking on. It. So, it, it's hard when that's not your main focus, but it's something I'll, I'm trying to do from time to time. So when new monitors come out, I bought a like a color meter thing so i can make icc profiles and measure the color accuracy of displays i have a thousand fps camera so i can measure the latency um i got all all kinds of i got a a brightness meter for um measuring the luminance it's not even luminance it's like c i can't remember what they call it but it's like c centimeters something over whatever it's luminance i mean we all know what that is and it's whatever effectively the same thing it's nits it's it exactly one-to-one translates to nits because the first one i had um it it like you had to do some math to convert it and so then it caused some issues so i was like okay no we're getting rid of that we're going straight to the source so all this stuff was expensive so i'm like i want to keep making these videos because it's like thousands of dollars on you know measuring equipment that's like scientific measuring equipment but I, I just gotta be careful about which one, which monitors I review. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, the upside is eventually, uh, if it starts catching on with you, you know, you'll you'll start getting uh, sampled on those because that it's very difficult to do that properly, like technically. So it, it's definitely a market that's underserved, and as we've talked about, and Celso from Cortex and Paul, uh, monitors are definitely one of the most underlooked components on on the pc gaming experience for some reason so yeah i I would say that there's definitely a way to go there but yeah tying it in with your main channel content would be difficult um like i said the only real way to do it is if you launch two videos like you have a mainline you know rtx 5000 specs leak video that you know that's gonna do good you throw it up like six hours after that video and it just completely overrides it in terms of youtube like screwing your channel over but it can also bump up your front video. I, I used to be able to do two videos a day before I had ch- kids. And yeah. I noticed that that's how it works, man. If you if you want to try something new, you throw it up early in the morning and then you throw up a, like a banger after it. And usually yeah. it's like it'll lift both and both well, will do I found well. That it kind of doesn't even matter if what day you release them on as long as it's sandwiched. So like if you sandwich it between two good videos, it doesn't matter. Because right. YouTube's like, oh, you had one that didn't do well, whatever. But this one and that one did well. Um, but like last week, I had I I did that one that didn't do well, and then another one that did okay after it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. gotta put a good one out today. So I haven't checked it, but I'm like, well, hopefully it's doing good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know it's a topic that people like. So. <laughs> well, well I, I've been doing this long enough now that I've learned uh, evergreen content is definitely the way to go. Because think of it this way, if you do, let's say, even one video a week, so 52 videos a year, but they're relevant forever, for the most part, or or 10 years or something. Um, like, I'm making like five, 10 bucks a month off of like videos I did years ago. And if you get hundreds of those, they compile. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, there you go. So it, it's definitely worth it. Starting up a new channel is just so hard, man, nowadays. 
Um, it really is. It, it's so much harder than it used to be. Because literally, you have people that'll put out like three videos a day. And YouTube's like, oh, well, this guy's making content. Even if it's crap content, they, they'll override your channel nowadays with those guys because they're willing to basically kill themselves to become a YouTuber. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I thought it was a lot when yeah. I do like six videos a week. I'm like, that's plenty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, that's a little off topic. Sorry, guys. This is just Cutter and I kind of shooting the shit on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it all, it all kind of ties together because now you guys kind of know like how our mentality is on like how we decide what content we're going to make because we are kind of boxed in with YouTube. Um, but yeah, so I'm pretty excited about Intel. Um, the one company I'm very concerned about, and you and I have been, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I'm very, very concerned for AMD. I know a lot of people aren't, but they don't, they don't know what's coming, I, I think. Um, I, I'm very worried both on the GPU side because Intel is, they're actually entering the market and they're a monster player. NVIDIA is definitely going to be aggressive this generation because their shareholders will demand income and revenue. Uh, so they're not going to be as stupid on pricing as they originally were. And then on the CPU side, I think that they're in some serious trouble. So, I mean... Where are you at? Do you think that they'll they'll work it out? You think they'll be fine or Yeah. I mean, yeah, my thoughts on AMD are like so first on the CPU side, they're behind all their like right now. Now in multi-core they're a bit ahead, sure. So if you like that, if that's specifically something you need, sure. But what matters the most is your single threaded and gaming performance, period. They're behind. And it's not five percent it's like greater than 10%. Greater than 10% is significant. And the reason why you don't see greater than 10% in a lot of benchmarks is because people are benchmarking at 1080p. And as it turns out, <laughs> the CPUs have gotten so fast mm -hmm. that you kind of need to be doing 720p. That'll show you the real difference, especially once you overclock Alder Lake. It gets really fast. It, it gets much faster than Zen 3, actually, which is kind of shocking, but it is, it's true. Um, yeah, I, I showed you my numbers, which uh, quick, quick plug. Next Sunday is going to be the very interesting video. So if you haven't subscribed to either yeah, of our yeah. channels, links down below. Yeah, you but. guys should watch. <laughs> I've been watching like, so for a little while, I wasn't watching um, your your videos because I don't have time to watch every videos all the time. So I can right, choose I here. Um, uh, but you start making these CPU videos and I've been watching like every one because I'm like, this is good. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> people, people are sleeping on these. These, <laughs> these need to get shared and stuff. So. Sometimes I even share them on Twitter and stuff, and I'll I'll put something in there like, uh, you know, I'll put something in there that gets the AMD fanboys mad so that they share it around. <laughs> they they are definitely work. the the best, and you can tell when that happens because then you just get a lot of really stupid silly comments, and you're like, yeah, yeah all right, that's all, that hit the Reddit, <laughs> the subreddit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's there's. He has me shocked how much faster Alder Lake is. I was like, I knew it was definitely faster than what was being shown, but I was like, okay, that's that's a little that's insane. <laughs> like, yeah, Alder Lake's quite a bit faster. It's um, yeah. Well, like uh, Red Rock saying, X three D wins in many games. First off, I'm pretty sure it loses in all games. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I really don't think an X three D is going to match what what I was. Have what, you had a chance to test it yet? Uh, no, Amazon lost it, so I got a refund. Or not Amazon, uh, USPS lost it. Um, 
I was debating on whether or not I wanted to even waste my time on it because it's so expensive. It really doesn't matter. You should do it though. You should do it. And the reason why you should do it is because uh, it'll be kind of like the def the definitive Zen 3 versus Alder Lake. And every single person is going to say, yeah, but Zen 3 Zen 3D is the answer. Zen 3D, Zen 3D. They're all going to hit you with that. So you should definitely make uh, some sort of content on that. Even if you don't make a dedicated video, maybe throw it in a future video or something. Just, well, no, it would definitely, if, if, if I'm going to pony yeah. up $450 for a video, it's going to be a video. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was kind of toying with it, but yeah, I was supposed to already have it. So uh, the, I, I have not done that one yet, but I highly doubt the X3D actually wins. Um, the mainstream reviewers benchmark wrong. And the numbers that you've seen are irrelevant because they're not actually true. So now I'm not saying that it will lose. I, I don't know. But the yeah. gap there is so large, plus 15% isn't even going to scratch the surface. I guess the only thing the only thing that could happen is maybe people weren't testing the 3D as right either. Like maybe Correct. that at Correct. gets even faster. So, yes. um, yeah, because I felt for a while now we really do need to do, and I, I in the past, when I was doing uh, CPU benchmarks, I've started doing 720p now. Um, because 1080p, even on a 3090 Ti at 2.2 gigahertz, is still going to GPU bottleneck you in a lot of games. Not every game, but in a lot of them. And, so, well, if you're measuring 1% lows, I mean, it's going to bottleneck you pretty pretty hard. Because if you're GPU bound even at all, like, it's just going to inflate things. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like I was telling you, when I do CPU tests, I always would look at my GPU usage, and if I ever saw it exceed, like, 80%, I'm like, well, you got to drop the resolution got to either use dlss or something else because this is pointless and yes. some people might say it's pointless to do 720p and i'm like yeah but you're missing the point obviously nobody's running 720p i mean some people you can you'd see on the steam charts some yeah, yeah, yeah but they're not running thousand dollar graphics cards <laughs> um, i hope not anyway. by the way you might want to check the chat <laughs> but oh, um sorry i, I was that. keeping keeping some going uh, i like to like stick around a few that i want to like answer in my city <laughs> uh but anyway, hey you know it's a good yeah. stream when we start getting the naked uh the naked chat people that, that's how yeah, we know but, we're doing good we only anyway. have 82 likes and 162 of you guys watching though so if you could smash that like button we can get more uh russian bots trying to send us naked leads. yeah yeah pump the stock <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, uh, but but anyway, I was like I was saying. Um, so yeah, I feel like 720p is definitely a must at this point with a lot of these. At least until we get like 4090 Ti or something. Like once you double your graphics performance, that'll okay, help. Now maybe maybe we can do 1080p. Um, but people will say, oh, 720p is irrelevant. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not because you're missing the point. The point is not you know a, a resolution that you're gonna actually use. The point is how much faster is the CPU really? Yeah, well, and, which and so, which one's faster? Isn't that the answer that you want here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if it's really when it's not gpu bound way faster and not just a little bit faster well then you should know that because if you're going to hold on to your cpu for five ten years because you realistically could if you wanted mm -hmm. to and a lot of you know people who watch us like to upgrade every one to four years because just for fun because it's a it's a hobby for us right um, but a lot of people who might just watch one video here or there or even some people who watch a lot of videos might hang on to the CPU five to ten years, or maybe even longer, because you realistically could. You well, well, th could. think of this as the the perfect real world example. How many people held on to like i five twenty five hundred Ks for? Oh God, yeah, ever. I had um some 
um, I was arguing with someone because they were telling me that CPUs are designed to only work for five years, and I'm like, dude, I'm using a Q6600 right now, and I'm overclocking <laughs> it. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, these things, maybe they're not guaranteed to work for more than five years, but a lot of these things could work for 10, 15, 20, 30. Who knows? Well, I mean, you, you can go out and buy a 486. It'll still work just fine. Yeah, the, the CPUs will virtually last forever. It's motherboards that you'll have a bigger problem with. Yeah, and, like, I think graphics cards, because of, like, the fans and the memory and this and that, maybe have a higher failure rate. But it seems like, to me, CPUs, a lot of times at least, last a very long time. I don't even know. Like, maybe if you ran a 12900K at 100%, it would die in five years. Or maybe it would die in 500. <laughs> like, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, the 12900K especially, like, they definitely pushed that one a bit far. Um, and you, by the way, I want to say Connor was 100% right. He, he was in the chat one time. He said uh, the 1.25 to 1.35 on Alder Lake, definitely. Uh, I've ran all mine at 1.3. For me, that seems to be the happy that's spot for spot. Alder Lake. It's absolutely the sweet spot. Because if you run something like Cinebench, as soon as you start exceeding 1.3, it starts to get very difficult to cool, even mm. with like liquid. It's like, I think I run 1.31 volts or something like that, and the most I ran was 1.34 volts. Now, 1.34 volts, even on a custom loop, when I was uh, looping Cinebench for 30 minutes, it exceeded 100 degrees at one so I was like, dude, it's it's just like you can punch a lot of voltage into it, and it'll, in theory, depending on your <laughs> workload and how much amperage is to it, could be fine. It's just, can you actually run it? <laughs> yeah. And if you're just gaming, maybe you can. But if an AVX, uh, you know, type of workload hits your CPU in a game, um, you might actually overheat and shut down. Like, because there are some games that use AVX workloads. And it might be yeah. running fine for a month, and all of a sudden you try a new game, and it hits you with an AVX, and boom, your system's down. Yeah, well, j just throwing it out there, Connor was right, 1.3 volts, that's that's the happy spot. Um, you don't really need to, to go any higher than that if you're thinking about doing it. But personally, after redoing the testing and pushing things to their limit, I personally think the 12600K is going to become the next i5-2500K. It's going to take a very long time and probably three to four graphics generations to even catch up to that CPU, in my opinion, uh, looking at how it absolutely manhandled a 3090. <laughs> I was like, it absolutely beasted the shit out of a 3090. And it's like, get faster, scrub. It's like, you're the fastest, one of the fastest graphics cards on the planet. Get, get the hell out of here. Need like six times your performance to even matter. I'm like... Yeah, this thing's going to be good until at least 20, 30-something. Um, so, yeah, and, and with the fact that they're getting near $200, I'm like, it, it's insane. So I can't really wait to do that. Northern, thank you for the five spot. Northern with the Stealth 5. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, yeah, so next week's video is going to be a big one. But, yeah, I, I'm fairly certain the X3D argument will have to go away. I'm going to get crushed on, by the fanboys on that one. But these guys said this. Yeah, well, like, Connor was just saying, well, they're not running CPU tests. They're running platform tests and not actually showing CPU performance. Um, and that's kind of the whole point of the video is to show you guys what the performance really is, how much do these things cost, what the deltas are. And uh, with Raptor Lake, I think that they're going to have such a gap. I don't think Zen 4 can catch up to I Alder Lake. I think Alder Lake's going to beat Zen 4. 
And I think Raptor Lake is just going to be way beyond it. Now, if if AMD truly is not showing gaming performance like as as a uh, strategic move, maybe Zen 4 can catch up to Alder Lake. I don't think they can beat them. I, 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 to be honest with you, like even if the reviewers were right and Alder Lake's like just 10% faster, even then you're like, okay, but like even if Zen 4 is good and gaming performance is looking like it's not going to be much more than 10%, like 15, 20, 25%. Yeah, e- even if they're sandbagging, it's what, 25% at best? At best, like even if they're sandbagging, which I don't think they are. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, ah, I don't know if they can beat Alder Lake. Maybe in some games, some workloads. I, but... They would almost need to double their performance. <laughs> it's like <laughs> like pe- yeah. pe- people have no idea how far behind zen 3 really is i'm just gonna let you know if they came out and they said zen 4 is twice as fast as zen 3 i'd be like oh a competitor not not even a win <laughs> it's yeah. uh it's it's pretty it's pretty rough yeah it's they're, they're further behind than we thought it was like zen 3 was really good versus 10th gen mm-hmm. and even 11th gen but 12th gen was like came out of nowhere it it like it didn't look much better on paper because of the gpu and limitations even in some of the like multi-core stuff you're like okay yeah the extra e cores whatever you know right. sure it's better multi-core whatever but in games especially if you get some really fast ram paired with it it's a lot fast it's like way fast you're like whoa where did this come from? And they they weren't even making it seem like I was I was people were sending me leaks and this and that of Alder Lake and it just didn't look that good. And then all of a sudden it hit and we we're like, what? It's like the performance mm-hmm. was just not showing in in the leaks. It just really wasn't. Yeah, it was very un, under undersold on on key. I, I think it's because everybody's just mad at Intel, <laughs> and yeah, rightful, rightfully so. so. Um, you know, and, and they definitely deserved it. Uh, a lot of the yeah. stuff there. But the problem is, is when something good comes out, people seem to put their blinders on because they're mad. It's like, no, if had the price been stupid, like Paul, Paul was expecting Alder Lake to be faster, but he was expecting them to go stupid on their price. Like, uh, you know, $500 uh, i7 and like 400, basically what AMD did <laughs> with Zen 3 with their pricing. And uh, they didn't, they kept the pricing within the realms of uh, reality. I was like, no, nah, they did just fine here. But yeah, I, I think that a lot of people need to take the blinders off and just figure out what's actually the fastest. I think a lot of the mainstream guys are gonna be very surprised when they get 40 90s and they retest these things. And they're gonna be like, oh shit, <laughs> this is way faster. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like, gonna oh, happen. Some of these games were definitely GPU bound. <laughs> Cause you can even see it in some of their benchmarks I've seen. I, I saw like Alder Lake versus Zen 3, and maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I swear they'd be like some games where it was like 20 plus percent faster, hmm. and then some games where it was like 5 to 10. It, it was kind of like all over the place, and I'm like, I think if you ran a little, lower resolution, you'd see a lot more of those 20 plus, you know? Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting. So Con- Connor has convinced me to, to definitely do the X3D, so this way it'll kind of put the kibosh on this generation then we'll move into the next generation fresh but circling back to the, my original point is because amd they do have the hype 
they're basically the NVIDIA of the CPU market now. They have the mind share. They have the hype behind them. Uh, I think they're really going to hurt themselves, though, with the price point. I, I just think this thing's going to be so expensive that even the hype can't save them, especially since you and I both agree the performance probably isn't going to be there. But if they got the price right, I think it really wouldn't matter to a lot of people. Would you agree there? Yeah, if the price is really good, I think Zen 4 will be good because you could buy into a platform that could be around, for, you know, if, if they choose to support it, which I hope to God they do, and I think they'll be forced to, um, then it won't be bad because you can buy into it and you get your motherboard for a really long time and, you know, two, three, four years later, if you want to slap a new CPU in it, hey, that's a great way of doing it. But if they price these things too high, like I said in my original video, it's going to be dead on arrival because you're locked into DDR5. It might not even really be faster than Alder Lake, not in things that matter to you anyway. Um, multi-core, I think it will be, obviously. But Yeah, multi-core, multi yeah. It's going to destroy it in multi-core. It's, it's going to be even faster than Raptor Lake in multi-core, I think, uh, by, by a little bit. I, I, um, I, think, I think it'll mostly be a push, but, I mean, for gaming, who gives a shit anyway? But, I, yeah, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, but the 12900K is already enough multi-core for me. With the E-cores off, it's not, but with them on, it is. So, like, I was going to take a Raptor-like CPU and turn half the E-cores off, because I'm like, I don't need more. I, I, I want more cash, so mm -hmm. that'll give me more cash to well, just I, have half E-cores on. Well, that's what I did for my testing. I'm like, gamers don't need E-cores. Boom, knock that crap off. Well, and I was going to tell you, when you benchmark against the Zen 3D, um, you, like, if people give you crap for overclocking the 12900K, you'd be like, listen... The the Zen 3D is basically pre-overclocked. I'm gonna like overclock the, the 3D as well. It, you can try and overclock the 3D, which I do recommend you do, and you can get a little bit out of it, a little bit. It's, it, probably more out of the memory than the core. Well, um, I mean, but, uh, like all Zen 3s, I should be able to lock it to 4.7, and then I'll tune the memory memory tuning, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It might you might be a little bit lower on that one just because of the cache might create Maybe. more heat, but we'll see. Um, but uh yeah don't let people keep you crap for overclocking the 12 and the case you'd be like dude the 3d you can't eat like i even overclocked the 3d and you really can't even officially do well that. i'm actually gonna <laughs> compa i'm gonna compare i'm gonna compare it to a 12 uh 700k not even a 12 900k because i i'm 99.9 percent oh, yeah. .9 sure it has no chance against that in reality i think the x3d is gonna lose to the 12 600k yeah well in the 12 900k all it is is a four more e cores right and it's got five more megs of l3 which that's kind of a big deal. okay so yeah. it's got a little bit more l3 cache you know a few more e-cores don't matter right and um 100 megahertz speed basically <laughs> like guaranteed anyway but you seem to have gotten the same speed anyway so right sometimes you get lucky <laughs> yeah yeah my uh my 12 600k is a banger dude 1.3 volts i didn't even go higher i i didn't even push it to its limit i'm like five threes enough and it just like, Jeez. yeah, no, this is fine. This is fine. Like it, it didn't need, it, I could literally, I mean, it has the potential to hit five, four at 1.3. Like I I'll just didn't, I didn't even bother trying to push any further. It, it does come down to what applications you run, I suppose as well. Cause like, um, I consider 30 minutes of Cinebench R23. That's what I consider stable. Cause I do a lot of editing and stuff. So like it needs Fair. to be able to do a heavy workload. I, I, um, I use Handbrake for my long-term stability test because Handbrake, I'll do like a 48-hour Handbrake, you know, crunch. Yeah. yeah. I think Handbrake's, Handbrake's a little less intensive, but it's it's close enough. Like, if that's the most intensive thing you do, then yeah, right. why not? 
Actually, um, actually, believe it or not, the compilation, because I've been doing a lot of PS3 emulation, uh, when you load up a game, it, it compiles the shaders. That's the most intensive thing, because that uses 100% of every core you got maxed out. That is very intensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but another thing I found is the motherboard matters a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I went from one motherboard to another on the 12900K and got 100 megahertz more. I got 100 megahertz on the E cores. I got 100 megahertz on the Uncore. I got 100 megahertz on the core. I got like 400 megahertz faster RAM speed. <laughs> like it was like a huge difference changing motherboards. Um, but my 12600K is a stinker. <laughs> it's oh, real bad. No I think good. the motherboard isn't handling it well. And it's just a stinker as well because I can't even lock five. The well, most I could do at 1.34 volts was 4.95. Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's real bad. It's, it's re it might be some of the worst silicon in the 12th gen series. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know my 12600K is primo. Uh, my 12700 was all right. My 12100 is trash. I was thinking about getting another one. I can't get the memory over 3600. No matter mm. what I do, it just won't go. I'm like... Um, also, make sure that you update the microcode on your motherboards before doing memory, because I had my friend couldn't do more than 3600 on his uh, 12900K either on DDR4. And I said, go flash your BIOS. And he flashed his BIOS, and now he can do 4000. Yeah. So yeah, No, this is with up-to-date. And on I tried it on four different motherboards it's the chip. oh yeah that's a stinker then yeah, yeah i was gonna i was gonna warn you um uh D, the ddr4 controllers especially on some of the lower end chips are kind of hit or miss right uh, i've i've seen a lot of people talking about like 36 3800 megahertz kind of capping out Thir 38 people... i think would be fine because that'll hit you yeah. right right where you want to be like 3800 c14 is about as good as you need in terms of latency because it's it seems like because they integrated DDR5 and 4 controller, the DDR4 4 controller actually regressed a little bit. Like it's, I I don't know what they did, but maybe they sh somehow shrunk it or yeah. removed some pieces of it to fit both controllers. But you can tell, like it's not as good as it used to be. So some of the CPUs, if you get a bad bin, just don't overclock DDR4 as well. So keep that in mind if you are using a DDR4 system. There's gonna be some amount of, you know you know luck at play basically you, yeah you might get one that hits 4200 you might get one that hits like 36 yeah <laughs> so so buy from amazon and uh what we did when i was doing the 5700g he's like but there's nothing wrong with it i was like it's not hitting xmp just just say that it's fine <laughs> no amazon don't care yeah you can amazon doesn't really care dude i speaking of i'm just real quick speaking of bad luck i've as great as this monitor is, I've gotten three of these things now, the Neo G8, mm -hmm. with issues. Oh. Two with dead pixels, and one that had weird diagonal lines. So keep in mind, if you buy this monitor, buy it from someone who accepts returns and exchanges, because there's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you're buying used at a huge discount, always buy somewhere where you can just swap. Of course, 100%. Yeah, I would not buy an open box of this. No, <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If you go into a Best Buy, you can have them turn it on there and you can be like, oh, hey. Yeah, if they're willing to turn it on there for you, if the employee's willing to, I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess people nowadays are lazier. I mean, I worked uh, in the early 2000s. I worked there for a bit. Be like, yeah, sure. We'll just check the damn thing out. Take two seconds. But yeah. back then, everybody had money and life was good. And 
Thing, things are way <laughs> different now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we, we, we keep kind of missing the point. I want I want to get your thoughts. Do do you feel that uh, A- AMD's in bigger trouble now? Do you think that they box themselves in? Because I, I really I, do yeah. think that they're they're they're. I don't know. Now that all the rumors of oh they're going to port it back to AM4 and maybe there's going to be X3Ds, I I think that this is copium from the community and I think people are starting to realize that this is going to be a problem and if AMD is even entertaining this thought I, I think that they know they they screwed up uh but I, I think that they're definitely going to hurt themselves with AM5 yeah it all started with me <laughs> long time ago <laughs> I I was like yeah Zen 4 it's not looking good boys <laughs> like, like uh, that's what I was originally saying to you I was like I'm just not happy with where Zen 4 landed. I think it was a huge misstep from them. I think they should have had the CPU out already and should be, you know, talking about Zen 5. This is not good. Like, they, CPU-wise, they're in a terrible position. Um, I guess it's all going to come down to value, ultimately. If they give any good value, then it doesn't matter. But I don't know if they will, at least not right away. Um, so I'm not feeling good about Zen 4. Originally, I was much more excited for zen 4 than raptor lake mm-hmm. not the case anymore i agree uh because it just doesn't it's just very disappointing to me uh on the gpu side i think they'll do all right uh they seem to have some really good architecture for their next gen uh gpu so if they keep that up that's good um but there's gonna be a lot more competition and so they they need to get a lot more aggressive with their gpu pricing or that's it because they're already getting outsold like 10 to 1 by NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. They really need to start getting a lot more aggressive with their marketing and their prices if they want to compete now with NVIDIA and Intel. Because I, I really do believe that Intel is going to start bringing competent GPUs starting with Battle. They might not have the fastest GPUs. They might not have the best drivers. But they're going to be competent. And they're, I think they'll be priced reasonably. It, <laughs> it might not be the best price to performance. but I, you know, you look at what they're talking about pricing wise for their cards coming out, and I'm like, it's all right. You know, it's not bad. So, uh, considering it only works on new games, I think it's a little high, but I think it's where they have to sell it. Um, yeah. You know, because because they're not gonna take the loss. Uh, I, I kept arguing with Celso. I was like, the smart move would be is they only made four million of these things. Just give them away. Write it off as a marketing thing. You buy the best goodwill in the universe. Makes it AMD and NVIDIA look awful. It's like, oh, look at Intel. They're what? just giving them away. And uh, you get all, you know, the 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 users that you need for the driver feedback and stuff. But they're not going to do that. So reasonable prices, I think, are fine as an alternative. Yeah, I actually think they couldn't do that. I think they'd get sued because there's actually laws in the U.S. against uh, basically, like, giving stuff away at scale and stuff like that because it's like anti-competitor laws <laughs> so they actually couldn't even if they wanted to oh which is well. funny there's laws in the u.s against being pro-consumer <laughs> well i mean it's a it's a marketing cat i don't know i mean if you did it as a raffle you know you make it fair you know you put your name in if you win you win type of thing i don't know i'm sure they have enough lawyers that if they wanted to they could but i mean obviously the shareholders would be a bit pissed um Celso's argument was, well, it would look very bad to their investors saying that they can't make something that works. I'm like, well, they've already missed the boat. I, I think for Alchemist, it makes sense to buy the goodwill, buy the mind share effectively, because that is way more valuable than a few billion dollars. Um, that, that's worth tens, hundreds of billions of dollars long term. So I, I think that that would would have made sense. But yeah, they're not going to do that. I think, honestly, the play for Intel is going to be 
so obviously alchemist is not going to be the performance king it's coming no. out too late it's it's probably I, i'm surprised by what they're able to pull off and that they're able to get it out and it's, i think it's a good start but it's not it's not good enough so i think if they can if they're talking about how battle mage is way better at least i if i recall correctly if they can get battle mage out and it's a lot better i think the the angle they need to push is this is for creators because even if they're you know top end skew is like 40 70 or something or maybe even they get as as good as a 40 80 i don't i don't think so but we'll see <clears throat> if they can get like 40 70 performance but it's really good for like ai acceleration gpu acceleration premiere stuff like that i think you can get creators on the bandwagon and they yeah. are the people who are going to be basically marketing for you so that's the push that i think they need to make yeah that that makes sense like uh you know if you use one in your system as a daily and this also goes back to what we started on you know for the most part let's say like a 40 70 or 40 80 level graphics card for for 99.99999 percent of people it's gonna be way more than enough uh but yeah i i agree that battle mage will be the first real foray in there and i think by druid it'll actually they'll actually be like a real competitor i think by that point they'll actually be in the swing they'll launch on time hopefully uh that seems to be their their biggest problem is actually getting product out on time but uh i think by then that they'll be in the full swing drivers will be competent like you said everything will be pretty good it'll just be uh, some time and that's just going to put all the extra pressure on amd to quit dicking around and actually understand that they're number two they're the they're the sidekick they're not batman they're robin and they cannot become batman they they have to understand their position and their role in the universe and lean into it heavier uh i think is really what amd has uh kind of forgotten with this last couple generations real quick tech max power thank you for the one pound it's appreciate it buddy Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's my thoughts. <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, with that, we're pretty good uh, to see this 5800X3D or uh, 12700K, which is faster in full HD. That's well, 1080p. Um, I mean, the, the question is, which one's faster? Uh, the, the tech community will answer that question for you. Which one's faster at this resolution that I game at today with today's hardware? Um, I'm only interested in which one's actually faster, period. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I X3D would very much surprise me. That's why I want to test it for myself. If it can match Alder Lake, I'd be very surprised. But that also means Zen 4 is completely worthless, and you 100% have to wait for Zen 4 3D. Yeah. And, well, and the thing I would say is, like, 12700K, if you're building a new system, makes way more sense. It's going to be cheaper. Um, but if you've already got a Zen 4 motherboard, I, I could see why a lot of people go for 5800X3D. Yeah. yeah. The the trouble is it's too much. Like e even like in my video you're going to see the 12700K it makes no sense. It's too expensive. Um and the whole argument, well I have an AM4 board. Well that I'm assuming you have an AM4 CPU, right? Yeah. Well, sell the CPU with the motherboard. It's not that hard. Get rid of both of them. Um I guess I don't know. A lot of people spend too much money on motherboards or something. I bought an $800 motherboard and I want to keep it forever. They're getting expensive, some of they these. Are. If you're, like, into the... Um, if you want, like, a full ATX enthusiast overclocking one, they start getting expensive. Like I told you, I think I spent, like, $400 on my board or something, or maybe even more. It it, it was ridiculous. Most I've ever spent on board. But I figured, you know what? I'm getting two generations out of it. It's a dual-dim board. 
It's really nice. Got every feature I want, so whatever. But for most people, that's absurd. Like that's 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 ridiculous. Like I feel like two hundred dollars is usually the sweet spot where you get a really nice motherboard. Yes. With all with most of the features you would ever want, and it's expensive, but it's not like out there. That's always where I used to buy. You know, I'd always buy the one eighty to two hundred dollars. That's where I would get it. Yeah, I'm usually the 150 guy because you can usually wait like a month and, and get, you know, the $180 boards. They'll usually get discounted, of, you know, a month later. But yeah, I agree that that's where it was. But yeah, now that's like 250 at launch. They're really high. They're like $400 for that level. now. Yeah, yeah if you want like the really good stuff, the dual dim boards, those are four to $800. <laughs> Which Some yeah. of the some of those mini ones you can find for quite a bit cheaper sometimes though yes so yeah yeah if you're going for the the maximum memory overclocking yeah itx is usually going to be the cheapest option um because a lot of the i, I don't know this kind of ties in with the the first question this is from m rich so that's why kind of talked about that um his question today is why uh is triple channel and quad channel no longer a thing which is kind of interesting like x58 x99 uh these provide higher bandwidth than dual channel so why did these formats not become standard instead of dual channel memory well ddr5 killed it basically um it, it was like so hedt was kind of getting killed already because you got zen brought so many cores and then intel had to re reply to that and they brought a bunch of cores and when you're already at 16 cores, how many people really need more than that? The, like the point for HEDT was for professionals, photo, you know, people working 3D modeling, you know, video and photography stuff like that. Well, if the mainstream is covering the majority of those people, and very few people need more than that, those people will buy, you know, Threadripper or Epic or something like that. They those options are still available, but for 99.9% .9 of people, 16 cores and 32 threads more than a, on a modern architecture and so it's so much more expensive to build those boards and stuff and now you have ddr5 which is effectively like the bandwidth of quad channel ddr4 so th that that kind of solves at least temporarily the bandwidth problem so we so we don't have a core problem we don't have a bandwidth problem we don't need hedt we really don't and you look at like alder lake and it's got so many pcie lanes it's Basically, Alder Lake on Z690 is HEDT. You have DDR5 for super high bandwidth, which is basically, again, quad-channel DDR4, tons of PCIe lanes, tons of core. If you buy a DDR5 Alder Lake system, you're buying HEDT. That's what you're doing. For the most so part. It's not gone. It's just it's locked to very expensive mainstream motherboards and RAM. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Exactly. So, so Connor's right. They basically replaced uh, what used to be HEDT with with mainstream. Um, ultimately, it comes down to it's cheaper. Uh, CPUs need less die space for dual channel, so it's cheaper for them. Cheaper for motherboard manufacturers because they don't have to run, you know, all the channel, all the traces and everything. So it's cheaper for everybody. It's cheaper for the end user. So ultimately, that's that's really what it is. It's just cheaper up and down the stack uh, to produce. Plus, it does kill off the longevity of the platform, meaning like a quad channel DDR4 system, if memory bandwidth is an issue for you, will may still work into the future, into the DDR5 territory. So they don't want things lasting forever as well. So it's cheaper and it's more beneficial for everybody and it kills the platform off faster. So it's like win, win, win. 
for everybody, actually. Yeah, well, because you can see, looking back at some of those old platforms, if you have some really high-speed DDR3 in quad channel, mm -hmm. it's still passable today. Like, it's... <laughs> It's still good enough. Like, if you can get some DDR3 to, like, 2400 megahertz, 